And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaker Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscal, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, oh, what's up? What is that? like label that you have below your name the Yunther burden fan was it always there is it always uh, there uh, not always there only sometimes there only when i'm feeling like a fan of deontay burton all right that's is, awesome i should i should type something about the Brinus or whatever uh alex Sabrinas, yeah he was the man hey the thunder in the plan officially that's wild last monday we talked and we said next monday we'll know whether the Thunder will actually be in the plane or not. Uh, thank you to the Dallas Mavericks for completely falling apart as a basketball team franchise. Uh, just anything possible just completely fell apart. Uh, thank you so much to them. Uh, really, all the Thunder had to do to get to this point was like, just be normal. Just yeah. be a normal team. Be a normal franchise. And you know what? Things are going to pay off for you because somebody is going to do something stupid along the way. Or you'll have the situation that happened Sunday anyways where Memphis sat all their guys, and if the Thunder needed to win that game, they would have won they the game. Have. They would have won the game anyways. I mean, they won with their basically their C team out there. Yeah. And so they were going to win that game anyways. So I think whether or not Dallas you know, played out the rest of the season, I think the Thunder were going to get to the play-in just by the nature of the way that things played out. So thank you to the Mavericks. Thank you to the Grizzlies. But boy, the Thunder in the season. McKelly with 40 wins. 4-0. 16 games yeah. above where they were supposed to be. Alex mentioned this on Twitter on, I think it was on Saturday, Yeah, that, he, that this is the same amount of wins that they had above their over-under as when they won 50 to get into the playoffs for the first time. So where it doesn't maybe seem as big of a deal because they didn't win 50 games and they're not in the actual playoffs, this is the sa- they exceeded expectations by the exact same number of games, which says a whole lot about how far they've gone in this journey so far. Yeah, two, two things. Um Winning 50 and winning for 40, it's wildly different. Um, and you can, you can say that 16 is 16, uh, above the, the other under. It's also, I think, a lack of judgment. Um, I mean, I, I think that having an over under of, th- of 24 was really low. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but nevertheless, they, they won 16 more than the over under. And the second thing is, I was, I remember that. Um, I think two months ago, I was discussing with John Hamm um, that, well, maybe if everything breaks right, they can arrive to 41 wins. And it seemed a lot like a well-thought idea. Like, they have to win everything. Everything needs to go right, mm-hmm. and they will get to 41. Well, not everything went right, and they still got to 40. Mm-hmm. Like, they traded Mike Muscala, which I still think it's... It was a crucial part of what they were doing. Um, yeah. Kenrich went out with an injury. Um, they lost silly games. They lost Shea for five games, um, yeah, and they still get to forty. That was a big. That was a big portion of the season. 
<laughs> losing yeah. Shea for that like week plus was tough. Yeah. Um, they they also tinker a lot with rotations. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I was checking some numbers at Clean the Glass, which they always have. Um, I mean, they are reliable, but I mean, Sharich has the highest plus minus among everyone on yeah. the Thunder, which doesn't doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. They sat Sharish for I don't know four games, five, five games. So, yeah, they really gave Jeremiah like his like here like here's your window, Jeremiah, yeah. to make your impact. You know, and like you know, they they want they want to make sure that everybody has a shot still. And they want to make yeah. sure that they're not missing anything. So, um, oh, Grady McKnight has a, a great comment here. Hey, if you would like to get one of our play-in T-shirts, this is the sh- the shirt that we have been so excited about for weeks that we have been anxious. That is, are we even going to be able to release this shirt? Are they are they are they going to actually make it? Um, I'm going to throw the the graphic up here on on the screen but you can go buy these shirts still i think we're gonna take it down today so if you're listening to this on monday this is really your last shot if you want to get one of these shirts this is your chance so go check it out on uh the down to dunk twitter page um if you would like to get a shirt here's the graphic made by uh dusty gilpin who is the owner of Tree and Leaf. He, just an absolute delight of a human being, a good friend of ours. He actually made the original Down to Dunk logo. So there's a lot of Dusty Gilpin art up on our YouTube page right now, but <clears throat> I don't know if, 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 uh, if everybody has seen the meme, but it's, so this, this is an idea that was created by L-Man. Um, and I remember he, sent us a text about it and we're like yeah that sounds funny like how do we make it happen and then dusty you know put that together rather quickly and we were very excited so those shirts are still for sale go to at down to dunk on twitter and you will find it up on our on our page but uh for a very limited time you can get those shirts so we've already sold a ton of them but this is really your last chance if you want to get one. So I'll also throw the link in the chat here. It's our Shopify page. If you go to myshopify.com and search down to dunk, you can get that T-shirt. But it's also here in the chat if you want one of those. So I will never, ever buy a down to dunk playoff shirt because I bought only one. And it's the 2016 playoff shirt, Ouch. which I still wear. Yeah, but it's um, it's a sore spot. So it is. it's it's extremely nice. Um, it's um, I would love to have it, but um, you know, um, that's still I wear it uh, that night, and I mean, it's um, whatever. But this shirt is amazing. I mean, <laughs> it's it's still unbelievable to me that. We're in year three of the re- the official rebuild, and this team is already exciting. It's not that different from the path that Memphis is on. I was thinking about that mm-hmm. this morning while I was watching the game. Um, I said I, I would have live-tweeted the game, but then when I saw the starting unit without Poku, I just decided otherwise. Yeah, um, yeah. There was, a, there was another game going on during it that was a little bit more important anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched part of uh, part of that as well. Um, and I was thinking, hey, Memphis did similar things. Um, they went to forty-one wins with Ja and, and JJJ, and it was all exciting. And I thought, wow, OKC did almost that without possibly their best player. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> like Chet can be. I mean, in three season, Chet can be either great, either in middle of the pack, an afterthought. I don't know. But if he's nowhere, if it's near what we think he could be, like it would be so much different next year. I mean, so much different. And thinking that without him, OKC could have won like 42, 43, 44 uh, with the normal big man out there. Like mm-hmm. Mike Muscala is a big man who is not playing for the Celtics. And for OKC, he was everything. 
yeah basically so if you think about that it's it, it, it's insane it's it's really wild yeah so the thunder finish 15th in net rating just right there in the very middle of the pack in yeah. net rating 13th in defense and then 16th in offense so overall the numbers say this is a pretty mediocre team but being the youngest team in the league and being mediocre is a lot different than having a bunch of like 25, 26 year olds and being mediocre. So, uh, congrats to the team, man. They were very excited yesterday. They were out signing autographs. Um, pretty much everybody that wasn't playing was out there signing autographs pregame, which is pretty cool. The vibes around the team were spectacular. Everybody's very excited to, to move on and get this one game. Um, Overall thoughts. We got the Pelicans, man. This is this is not I thought over the weekend that it was definitely going to be the Timberwolves and you know, as things start to fall apart for the Timberwolves, you start to really hope it's going to be the Timberwolves because you have the Rudy Gobert now suspension that came down today. Yeah. Uh you have uh Jaden McDaniels who broke his hand, broke his own hand by punching a wall. That's a huge loss, especially yeah, in the great against the Thunder. Um, they'll go on to play the Lakers in L.A., and if the Thunder can somehow manage a win against the Pelicans, then they would play that Minnesota team with Gobert returning. I honestly, if it were me, I'd rather it be with Gobert out there than not, just because, I mean, once he left the game... The Timberwolves had some life. Yeah. And so I just yeah, wonder true, about the team chemistry a little bit with regards to him. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a weird guy. He's French, so, you know. Um, but anyway, um, I'm kidding, of course. I love France, as many of you know. Um, it's, I mean, it's probably something like, hey, we we need to to get everything together and and pull this win uh type of thing i i think that gobert would have helped a lot against the lakers against ad because yeah cat went berserk against the t walls in, mm-hmm. late in the game he was just firing three balls from way um way beyond the three-point line and, and to be honest i mean the defense of of the pelicans was not there i mean they they just decided hey okay it's cat it's it's a way let's 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 fake a little bit here oh no you can do that and and the re the, the offensive rebound of the t walls by guards on free throws <laughs> like it can happen it can happen once it can happen two times but i was listening to the um the pelicans telecast because it's delightful and and <laughs> tony Daniels was just miserable after the third or fourth offensive rebound on free throws which i mean that mattered a lot in 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 the economy of the game so it's it's something like i mean uh i don't know it's one game um and this is this is the central point of wednesday it's one game it's one anything can happen you need to have I was again looking back at the cleaning the glass numbers. You have Lindy Waters, um, Isaiah Joe as the best guys who improve your offense mm-hmm. uh, together with Shea. If you have one of those two guys on a good night, you have a chance. If you don't, I don't think that they have enough um, enough juice to beat the Pelicans on their <laughs> on their own floor. If you have the three ball going. Then anything can happen because surely, um, I mean, New Orleans has defenders that can really cause Shea trouble. Um, but you know, Shea, Shea, I have a lot of trust. I don't know who, who tweeted that, but I have a lot of trust in Mark Degnold mm-hmm. as a coach, um, and and I really want to see how they play. But on the like other side of the spectrum, I mean. This is just one game. You can you can make the best adjustment. You can play your best way defensively, and still everything can fall apart 
because you have a bad night, like the one that they had against the Pacers. Like, yeah. if you have a night like that, yeah, the NBA, it's make or miss league. So, yeah. So they played the Pelicans four times. They played them in November, December, February, and March. And those were like four vastly different Thunder teams in a mm. lot of ways. I mean, November 28th, they played New Orleans and lost. They started uh, Shea, Dort, Giddy, J-Rob, and Poku was their starting five in that game. That with, seems a million with, years ago. With Trey Mann playing 23 minutes off the bench and Darius Baisley playing off the bench. Vastly different teams. So you can't really make the comparison there with that game in which the Pelicans won. Then you go to Friday, December 23rd, and another loss, 128-125, very close game. And the the Thunder had, they put J-Dub in the starting lineup, uh, but still had Poku starting and playing 31 minutes in the game. And so Poku's not going to play Wednesday. I can almost promise you that. He's still been out with injury. I doubt that they're going to ramp him up to play him. Um, so, yeah, Poku still plays in that one. You do have Kenrich and Mike playing in that one. You still have yeah. Trey Mann playing a, a big role off the bench for them. And Isaiah Joe like was starting to become a regular part of the rotation then. Um, so you can almost throw that one out too, just because like that's not necessarily the Thunder team that's going to be playing Wednesday. February 13th against the Pelicans, they lost by three, 103 to 100. Uh, and this is a game where you do have the Thunder starting lineup as it is. And I got, and Kenrich played 30 minutes in that game. Yeah. They lost by three. But yeah, Jay Will got the start. Lou, Giddy, Shea, J-Dub. And then the final game, <coughs> excuse me, the Thunder actually won this last game against the Pelicans. And it was the same starting lineup um, for the Thunder. So it's really like those last two games are like a little bit more of what you want to analyze for the Thunder. They played March 11th. And the Thunder won one ten to ninety six, um, but but bi didn't. I was going to say game, there's right? no bi in that one. Yeah. So as far as like what it looks like against them, which there's a lot of interesting things about that game in particular. It's like in a game where you think that they really need some scoring and they can use their size. You know, they pull Valanciunas. In that game, he only played 16 minutes, you know, and the, the Thunder, I mean, Shea, Shea went off. Shea, Shea's averaging 33 points against the Pelicans yeah. this season. You it's know. not super-duper efficient, but it's, it's yeah. a lot of 45, points. 45-33-90 I mean, is what he is. But it's still, <laughs> it's still efficient for the majority of the league standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you look at the, the top players in minutes played against the Pelicans for the Thunder this season. Shea, Dort, J-Dub, Giddy, Poku, J-Rob. That's the top six. Yeah. So it's it's hard to tell. You know, also Jose Alvarado is out for mm -hmm. the Pelicans, which is a big deal. He was yeah. He's he been, he's he was been, great he's in been, game two and three. Yes, he was great in game three in particular, where they won by a very slim margin. Um, they, you know, they they need a guy like Jose, and also just like for team camaraderie, just for energy. I mean, the guy just he yeah. just gets up, you know, and that's that's a that obviously like Zion Williamson is the biggest loss to that team. Um, but Alvarado too is uh, is a pretty big loss for them, and you just kind of look at the way that they played yesterday and who they were playing yesterday. The Pelicans um, it was quite interesting. I mean, they basically played six guys heavy minutes 
Mm-hmm. Ingram, McCollum, Trey Murph, Herb, Josh Richardson, and then like Larry Nance and Najee Marshall get some minutes off the bench. Like yeah. that's their and JV. That's their team. And Valanciunas. And Valanciunas, I mean, he just like ate up boards still. He was 11 and 18 in 21 minutes, but they still only played him 21 minutes against a team that plays with a lot of size. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's that's something that's going to be really interesting, that matchup with Valanciunas, like how long they think they can actually play him on the court. Um, I thought it's interesting. And it it's going to be at home for the Pelicans, and they have, they have mm-hmm. I mean, they made it all the way through the play-in from this same spot last year. So they have a little bit more confidence going into it, just like, yeah, we did this last year, we can do this. Uh, the Thunder have this uh, youthful exuberance about them where they might be too young and too, too inexperienced to know the difference of, like, the pressure. So it's... Yeah. It's going to be a kind of a fascinating matchup in so many ways. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we all know that they they will try to use zone. They will try to dare the Thunder to shoot. They will double Shea um, a lot because this is what everyone should do. I mean, let's put Herb and um, and and Murph uh, on Shea, and let's the let's allow the other players uh, to beat us. Um, I'm more. I mean, this is something that you can't really control uh, if you're the Thunder. You you can attack the zone at the best of your capabilities. I mean, over the past few weeks, they showed a little bit of like some wrinkles, like putting cutters around Giddy, putting Giddy in the in the um, elbow area to just like create uh, from that area. They did it with Sharich, and I I think I think that they will do that again. Uh, but the main point to me is see how they approach the game defensively. Um, I mean, against the Warriors, they started the game really, really strong in terms of defense. They were flying around, playing great defense. Um, They have to do it. Without Kenrich, it's not that easy um, because he's a leader on the court. Um, But they can do that. I mean, J-Dub is not a bad defender. Um, Dort will have to put the best... Uh, defense of his life on BI. I, I'm also curious to see how they will match up against um, against the Pelicans because if I mean, I would put Dort on BI to start the game and yeah. see how it is going. Um, he, you you risk the uh, the foul trouble for for Dort, but you can't risk BI to get hot. And and I know that BI is not the perfect guy for Dort because he has a high jumper. So, he, but but he can get into his grills like like he did with KD. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Mark will, will do that from the beginning because you risk a lot. But it's one game, so you have mm-hmm. to to play your cards. And probably Shea will go on CJ, and you allow Jade up to be basically um, your free safety uh, on either um, I don't know Murph, probably Murph. Uh, and and so I'm really curious on that under the court because I think that Mark can prepare uh, the team defensively uh, and um, and will. So I'm really curious to see how they approach the game. It's more an approach thing than the uh, a result thing. Yeah, like you can defend greatly. You can be your perfect self defensively, and the other team can can go berserk from from the three point line anyway. I mean, they have Murph, they have. Bi uh, Murph can go ninth out of out of twelve, and you say, "Okay, good yeah. for you." Um, yeah, there's so many things that are out of your control with a one game. I mean, it could be shooting and officiating. Like those 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 two are probably like mm-hmm. the biggest like swing factors in a one game. Like if you just kind of get a bad whistle, oh, and, yeah. and like Shea gets like three quick fouls, like you're you're screwed. It's one game, and that's where like that's why a seven game series is so good for the NBA is that you can mm-hmm. you can recover from a bad shooting night. You can recover from a poorly officiated game. One game, anything can happen, good or yeah. bad. I mean, who knows? I mean, they're they're going to leave Jay Will wide open. Is Jay Will going to hit his threes like he did in Utah? Yeah, because that, that was a that was a huge factor. Yeah. To take as many trees as he wants. Yeah, Lou, and that's the thing about Lou. Love him or hate him, Lou Dort is not afraid. 
Yeah. And in this game Wednesday, it's a lot of it is about who's not afraid of the moment. It's not yeah. going to be Shea. Shea's not going to be afraid of the moment. It's not going to be Lou Dort. Dort's not going to be afraid of the moment. Who else? Who else is yeah. going to step up and not fear making or missing a shot? Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's all gravy for OKC. But once you're there, it's not gravy. It's, hey, we are here. And this is a win or go home kind of thing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's still a, a game where you can feel emotion. You can feel fear. Because, I mean, yes, everyone will tell you, hey, great job about this season. Just forget about that game. But you are there. You are playing that very game. And, I mean, it will be on your legs. It will be on your hands. Like, you can tremble. You can you can feel that game mm -hmm. uh, in a different way because your season is over after that. Mm -hmm. And it will depend on your performance, how you, if your season ends that day or in two days or in a week. Or 10 days whatever so it's it's going to be extremely important nobody will draw like grand scheme conclusions after that single game right. but still it's it's very important and speaking about officiating i mean i'm very curious to see what kind of whistle in terms of contact um there will be in the game i mean not not specifically against any of the teams but can shay generate seven eight ten free throws on that night because that that is a crucial part of his game. It's and the whistle, I'm really, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm really, really curious to see will he get whistles uh, or not? Because mm -hmm. against the Pelicans, even in the regular seasons, he struggled to get to the line. So I'm again, I want to see how how the game goes. Uh, mainly because I mean it will tell us a bit of where OKC has, is at, where the best player of OKC is at. Um, yeah. What kind of share we get? Do we get the, hey, I'm getting 40 shots? I, I don't think that, but I, I'm really curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and defensively, how physical are the Thunder? And how do the seven or eight guys they play react to this team? Because like you look at, like B.I. played in, only in, played in one game against the Thunder this season. Mm -hmm. Um and he had 34 points on 58, 60, 100 shooting splits. He only <laughs> that took, seems good. He only took three free throws. Um, but he was getting to his mid-range jumper, and he was very good. Uh, CJ McCollum played in two games. He had 20, 21 points on 34, 46, 100 shooting splits. Trey Murphy averaged 17 and a half points per game against the Thunder this season, shooting 40% from three on seven and a half attempts per game. Yeah. Jose Alvarado, who won't play in this game, averaged 13 points per game against the Thunder, sh shooting 38% from three on seven attempts per game. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas only averaged 11 points per game, uh, and only 22 minutes per game. Gosh, remember Jackson Hayes just going off against the Thunder? Do you think games. Jackson Hayes will play? I don't think Jackson Hayes will play. Me neither. I think it will be other guys. Um, yeah, stepping up. Yeah, like Nance. Yeah, Nance. I think is somebody that they'll play instead of Jackson Hayes. I think the Jackson Hayes thing is just kind of more experimental than anything else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the health of guys like Shay and Lou and everybody is pretty important. Like a, a good thing to understand is like hardly anybody's like truly healthy, like a hundred percent healthy right now, uh, including Brandon Ingram. Um, so are, or, you know, James Anderson in the chat is Lou Dort's shoulder a hundred percent. I don't expect it to be a hundred percent. I'm not sure no. how many guys are actually a hundred percent. Um, but those guys are going to play 40-plus minutes Wednesday and to give an all-out effort to get this team, you know, to at least one more game, if not a series. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's so interesting. And it's hard because there's, like, there's a couple ways that you can approach this as a team is, okay, are we going to just, like – 
you know, completely analyze this matchup and like just deep dive and like let's, you know, maybe even overanalyze it to the point where mm-hmm. the team is like, like oh, like my head is spinning because I've watched so many Herb Jones, you know, pick him defending pick and rolls or whatever. Or like you just like okay, listen, it's one game. Are we just gonna play loose? Are we just gonna just prepare for this game like we do any other game just because it is just one game you know because i think a series you should like do that like crazy deep dive like here's every little tiny little thing that could possibly ever happen and the truth is like in a one in a one game winner go home matchup like boy like you just don't even know what you're gonna get over a course of seven games you're gonna see the wide spectrum of everything that you analyze. I mean, in one game, Najee Marshall could have 27 points just yeah. out of nowhere. And you're just like, what do we do about that? You know? I mean, PJ Brown and the 08 for the 08 Celtics had just some, some really great games that got them there. I'm not sure that the Lakers were totally prepared for that, for PJ Brown to do that. I mean, that's just, yeah. that happens in one game. Like, this is just one game. And so, yeah, you probably do that to a certain degree. I mean, you you, you don't want to to put too much uh, in, like, but but that is every every time. I mean, I don't think that putting too many information in anyone's said is a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. you do it at your work presentations. I mean, you can have slides where you have a gazillion details. Just you look at them and say. Okay, what is the real message here? Like, I have too many numbers, too many information, and I I, I can't use them. Um, or you you lay out the the most important parts. I think that against BI, you need to prepare, and you need to prepare a lot. You need to study him uh, a little bit better. You need to try to mimic some of his movements to just like adjust your defense a bit to what it does, yeah. like you don't want to be a team that overreact to the mid-range shot, um, but you yeah. may do a couple of things um, to to make his, his life a little bit different and a little bit harder. So I think that those things is something that the coaching staff will, will do. Um, they will try to attack maybe in a slightly different way um, the Herb Jones um, pick and roll. Like they may do a wrinkle like a double screen or having a few different looks that New Orleans has not practiced on yeah. just to just to give them something different. Um, but this is just standard. I, I don't think that in those games you can prepare to everything, as you mentioned. I mean, you, you can't prepare for uh, Jonas Valanciunas going five out of five on three-point range. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, but on the things that you can prepare on, there might be a long list. You take the like the, the first seven things and, and you address them yeah and you and you try to work on what you can control which is effort which is do we switch or do we like not switch okay so he did two things during uh, the both things during the regular season they they can be a heavy switch team they can be a team that tries to go over the pick depending on who's defending the point of attack so mm-hmm. i think that those things uh, is pretty standard to prepare on because it's it's an important game. You just you need to you need to do your homework, but but I I agree with you. You you may not do the same effort you do for seven game series because there is a a level of variance and uncertainty that is way bigger than on a seven game series. So yeah. there is something that you can control, and I mean um, probably not over. Analyzing the game is uh, is healthy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this, here's here's something that just doesn't get brought up a whole lot is that along with the rest of the roster, like Mark is developing as a coach. Yeah, like Mark has not been the head coach of a team doing anything like this before. You know. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call. Yeah, we any, forget I don't about that. that. I don't know if there's like any G League game. You know that could have had like high stakes, but like truly, like the stakes are never that high in the G League. But like this is his first time in this kind of environment, and 
he's he has a lot of developing to do. There's a lot of things that he hasn't seen or experienced before, too. And I don't, I'm not quite sure how he's going to handle it. I'm really intrigued to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And Marcus is going to start heading into territory where winning really matters and winning night to night really matters. And that's when you start to figure out, like, oh, this is where the coaching deficiency lies. You know, or here's a mistake that he made. You know, we used to kill Billy and, you know, Scott Brooks for a lot of the things that they did, you know. And, pe- and but to this point, you know, it's been like development mostly. And, and he's just a really great developmental coach. Mm-hmm. Like he hits the right buttons for a lot of these guys. He's been very, very good for a lot of the players on the Thunder. Um, and so I'm, I'm so intrigued just to see how he coaches this game. Like, how does he shake Shea loose a little bit? Like, what wrinkles does he put in? You know, yeah. how is he going to use Josh Giddy in the game? You know, I think I think Giddy too. Like Giddy's approach to this game is going to be really interesting to me as well because when the team is running at its highest level, it's because Giddy is getting everybody into a flow. Yeah. And he's able to kind of... Gets co- himself into a flow? Yeah. And, and the others. Yeah, and coordinates the offense in a way that just kind of keeps the the offense just churning. You know, like that's whenever this team is running like at a really high level. When Josh kind of gets... We saw this in the second half of the the Warriors game. Josh can get like a little bit of tunnel vision sometimes with his scoring, and it not only does it knock off him sometimes if he's missing, but it knocks off like the whole team's rhythm. Yeah. So like, where's where's Josh's approach to the game? I think is very very interesting. And then with J Dub, like, how much is J Dub is he willing to take a backseat? You know. How willing is he to just kind of let the game come to him, or is he going to? I really hope not. When he well, when he sees that, like, hey, we haven't scored the last like four possessions. Like, is he going to be willing to just be like, give me the ball? Like, I'm going to go to the hoop and I'm going to dunk on somebody. You know. I'm grateful that you put up this point because I mean, both Giddy and and J Will should be integral part of this game. J-Dub. They should be the guys who say, I, I don't even wait until this team misses four shots. Mm-hmm. I just want to be 1B to Shea's 1A. I just want this game to be for my team, but also for me. I mean, oh. to to be aggressive, because if J-Dub is aggressive, if, J, if J-Dub puts pressure on the defense, then it, it gets a little bit harder to, to double Shea and to put your two best defenders on Shea. You may put Herb and I don't know BI, but you you, you keep Murph on 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 JDAP just for good measure. Uh, and and then I mean the game changes yeah. quite fast if you can't put uh the defense in the blender. I mean the the game against the Warriors was a combination of um OKC doesn't didn't have any legs. And yeah. they settled mm-hmm. for early clock action. I think that against a defense like the the Pelicans one, if you don't move that defense, you you're dead already. Yes, you can have a great night for Isaiah Joe, and that can help because I mean it will stretch the defense a little bit more, and it will make uh, guarding Shea with with two guys a little bit more harder. Mm-hmm. But you need to move that defense. You need to cut. You need to move. You need to relocate. You need to put pressure on the defense. Like J-Dub needs to beat his man every single time down the down the court and just do something with the ball. I mean, I know that the comparison doesn't doesn't stand at all, but what uh, Usman Jang and Rayman did last night was just that. Let's beat our men. Um, yeah. Like Kenny Lofton is not a good defender. Like. It's it, Valanciunas is clearly better, but uh, it's it's not really a guy that I worry about. And so I put pressure at the rim, and then I find the cutter, and I continuously put pressure at the rim every single possession. I want to see OKC doing that. I don't want Shea to settle to just me against the world kind of offense because if it's yeah. his night, great. 
but you don't have time to see if it's your night. You can you can tell after I don't know two quarters if it's your night, but in the meantime, you need to be up and you need to be better than the other team because I mean, um, New Orleans is great, and so even if you play your best game, you can lose. I mean, it's not the OKC is not that powerful where if you play your best game, you're assured to win. I mean, the other team has enough talent to beat you. Yeah. So I really hope the J Dub um, takes this game and is one game where OKC shines with their three best players. And I hope that guys like Lou Dort, like Isaiah Joe, like uh, Wiggins, Waters, Jay Will, Sharich are good complementary players that OKC doesn't do what Dort did against the Houston Rockets, which is, hey, if I got 10 open trees, I will take 10 open trees. No, that's, you can take five, you can take six, but you need to show them something different. You need, you, you need to allow your best players to be the creators and the finishers. And so yeah. against the, the, the worst, that, that didn't happen. I mean, Giddy was, Giddy rushed into a few uh, decisions and Dort rushed into a few more than a few shots that that cannot happen mm-hmm. and i'm sure that mark knows that so i'm really curious because that will be probably something that new orleans will force and i really want to see how the players respond how the coaching staff respond what what happens if dort takes two early jumper trees does mark take a timeout and discuss it like these are the things that i'm really interested in yeah. Yeah, I am too. I am not certain that they, that he would call a timeout and put a stop to it. I'm not certain about that. Bad. I'm not certain about Bad. that. Um, you look at last season uh, in the final playing game for the Pelicans, they played the Clippers and beat them by four. Um, B.I. and C.J. McCollum both played 30, 42 minutes in that game. Uh, Herb Jones played 33. Jonas played 25. They started Jackson Hayes last year in both playing games. He only played 14 minutes. But then like Nance and Murph and Alvarado are basically the three guys off the bench for them. You know, and Jose only had four points in that game, and Murphy was great. Murphy had 14 and five in that game. Um, You know, there's a few guys on the Pelicans that shoot over 38% from three. B.I., McCollum, and Trey Murphy um, are the ones that like really watch. And, like That's where they're going to generate most of their offense. And then like Josh Richardson off the bench has been pretty good from three for them. I think he shoots like about 38% as well. He's a wild card. I mean, He's he was a huge wild in card. OKC. Yeah. He was terrible in Minnesota last night. Yeah. And a horrible. It was part of the reason why they couldn't keep their head above water, you know, in that game. Yeah. Like he was definitely one of the reasons why they they did not win that game last night in a game that they frankly should have won as the Timberwolves are falling apart culturally. Uh, they're fighting. They they lose their best defender, and honestly, the way that Edwards and Cat played, you have to you have to tip tip your cap to those guys because they went out. Edwards and won it. made a block that oh. left me speechless. I mean, that's a play. And also, like speaking of coaching battle, I mean, Bi was put back on the, on the on the game last night really late. Yeah, like he was owning the T walls with yeah. his mid range jumper, and I, mean, I said, "Where's Bi?" Multiple times. That was probably. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to win the game? Like, if so, like your best player should be on the court, and you should funnel your offense through him since nobody on the other side can stop him. Yeah. Like, the offense is very simple. Just run a pick and roll with B.I., let him pull up from 15 feet, and and that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. your offense. B.I. is great at that. And if nothing else works, just do that three, four times, and then when the defense adjusts, you can can find C.J. wide open. And, you know, they also had like bad luck. CJ had a wide open three in transition with mm-hmm. that he hits ninety times uh, over a hundred. Mm-hmm. But but still. Who do you think plays for the Thunder? 
Um, I mean, after I saw the game last night, Trey Man, <laughs> Usman Jang. This Anybody who can everything. stop Lawson Jr. I mean, we, we will talk about this in the coming weeks. Now it's not important. Mm -hmm. But I really like what I saw from Usman Jang. He was aggressive. So, yeah, he was um, good. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Um, I think that the starting unit is the usual one. Yep. Um, I think that Jay Will will not play more than 22 minutes. Um, yeah. Unless he has one of his nights where he's everything. Um, he only put 22 minutes against Utah, and he was 3 of 5 from 3. So Yeah. Yeah. It depends also how Sharj play because, yeah, plays, yeah. because Sharj was very good against Utah. Yeah, he was. Um, Sharj will play. Mm -hmm. um, Wiggins will play. Wiggins and will play. Joe will play. Yeah. And then I think that Mark will sparkle a little bit of... Of Lindy mm -hmm. and see and see how the three ball is going because Lindy can catch fire. Yeah. If and you don't you don't need to wait a lot. If it's his night, you will know it for sure. Yeah. And I mean, when I see when I say his night, I mean like five threes in ten minutes. Yeah. And you you know from the get going with Lindy, it's uh -huh. not something where he missed the first, he missed the second, and then he goes three out of three. No. Um. No. So you you really know. And depending on how every, everyone else is going, I think that Lindy can play a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love for Trayman to have a shot, but I don't see that. Yeah, I don't either. I'd be a little surprised to see that. I think that too. And I guess like there's an off chance that there's foul trouble and like Jeremiah gets some time. Oh, oh no, no, that that will make me mad. Would you rather Sar or Jeremiah get the foul trouble minutes? I would like to have Man out there, or Jang before them. Well, maybe not Jang, but Man for sure. Okay. I mean, let's let's just go all out on offense, and, and I mean, I can see. Uh, I mean, I know that that the trust level is not that high on any of those players. Yeah. Um, but if nobody is hitting anything and the defense is just tripling Shea. I would I would try say man. Mm -hmm. But hey, if you like what what do you have to lose? Yeah, if 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 it's not going well, then yeah, he could give you a spark or he could just completely put the fire out altogether. Yeah. You know? Um you never know. what like just quick trivia. Um clean the glass plus minus for Trey man for the season. It's positive, I think. How much? Plus four? No, it's plus two. Is it okay. better or worse than Ludort? Oh, it's better. It's better. Yeah, yeah, I know that. It's worse than Sharich, uh, Isaiah Joe, sure. Lindy, mm -hmm. Kenrich, Shay, and Mike, period. Mm -hmm. That's that's the list. Yeah. Isn't it weird? It's a thousand minutes. It's It's not... A tiny sample size. Yeah. I can't wrap around my head on this. Yeah. Uh, I can't either. I don't know what to do with that. I really just don't know what to do with that at all. Also, Wiggs is like really bad from what I remember. No, it's slightly negative, Wiggs is. Minus 1.1. Okay. 1. 1. okay. Well, he's not gotten, bad. He's gotten better then. J-Dub is bad and Giddy is bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Um. Um, comment on the chat. Trey has only played in garbage time. No, because cleaning the glass takes that away. Takes out garbage so time. So these are yeah. a thousand real minutes for Trey Man. Uh, you may argue that you don't recall a thousand minutes of regular basketball for Trey Man, and and that's, that's a little bit of recency bias. Yeah, but. exactly, exactly. Yeah, he played a lot um, at the beginning of the season and played. And quite he wasn't well. bad. Yeah, played quite well at times. Yeah. So. But yeah. yeah, I don't expect that to happen. I really expect Dignall to go through with the Utah rotation um, mm -hmm. and possibly shrinking that a little bit by yep. playing. Shea needs to play 40. And and Shea's health, I know that we touched on that, but Shea's health is crucial. Yeah. He, he has not been himself. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely is going to be interesting to see how he looks just physically on the court. 
Uh, okay. I got to go. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I'll probably... I'm going to try to bring you an additional show tomorrow. Um, Woo! Just so you know. So look out for that. Still our regularly scheduled show with Alex on Wednesday. And then the playing game Wednesday night. So... It's, uh, it's going to be very exciting. It's so exciting to cover uh, meaningful basketball again. And uh, here we are. So soak it up, Thunder fans. Like Again, this is the fun part. Don't, don't let this, don't get too wrapped up in whether they win or lose. Um, like, enjoy it. Like, do your best to enjoy this week um, with the team kind of back in the mix. Uh, win or lose, whatever happens, obviously it would be tremendous if they could win one if not two games and that would add so much to the season but uh just getting here just winning 40 games just participating in the play-in is a tremendous accomplishment for the youngest team in the league so don't don't lose sight of that don't lose sight of you know what's ahead of them um don't get too high don't get too low on any of this stuff because like just try to enjoy it like this is just uh this should be the fun part of being a thunder fan so um Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, We will talk to you guys again probably tomorrow. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.